Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Rallis. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. And we read the news just so you don't have to. Wow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so many taglines. I know. I do I feel like we have so many, but like all of them are good. Yeah, it's and hard so to narrow them it's down. It's hard it really is hard to narrow them down. So we're just gonna the first thirty seconds of every podcast is just us <laughs> reciting several taglines. <laughs> but they, I think they really get the point across and of what we yeah. are trying to do. And it's not going to stop. Um, no. Before we get into it, we did want to make a, a brief announcement, which is if any of you bought tickets to the Betcha Stuff plus Everyone's Gay live show, which was supposed to happen tonight, it has been postponed due to scheduling conflicts. We're like so sorry. We wish we could have come to see yeah. you. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. If you bought tickets, your ticket will be refunded. Don't worry about that. If you were planning on showing up at the public hotel, you still could. We just won't. You won't see us. We won't be there. It's a really nice hotel. It's yeah. a really nice place. Like you can definitely go get a drink, do whatever you planned to do. We're re- we really do hope to see you. Soon. IRL soon. Yeah, well, I think we'll do something soon. We like yeah. we, we're like prepared now, and we like prepared the whole show. Yeah, so. we do. We literally do have a show that was prepared, but just various things that yeah, happen yeah. in the world has prevented us so from maybe doing like that show. Sometime in the fall or late summer. Who knows? Who knows? Keep an eye out. Yeah, but we just wanted to let you know up top, we are not doing the show tonight. No. Okay. Um, so, Elise. Yes. What is getting you through this week in Trump's America? Uh, I have something. Honestly, I'm I'm shocked to even <laughs> th- like I've reported a lot of news through the newsletter, through this podcast, um, and this is the most shocking thing that mm-hmm. I've ever reported. Uh, this weekend, there was a Trump-themed fashion show. Um, Which entails what? So, <laughs> what's a Trump themed fa- like? Is a, that just like bad hairstyles yes. and essentially yes, a, co- a conglomeration of suits. truly the most hideous <laughs> people I've ever seen. This fashion show it was put together by um, Virginia Women for Trump. It was called uh, the Trump like Tea for Trump. It took place on Sunday this past Sunday morning at the Trump International Hotel. So like when I say Trump themed fashion show, I'm saying every aspect of this <laughs> was Trump themed, and um, as you can probably expect, the outfits were tragic and <laughs> tragic and disturbing um there is an oh, article God. on betches.com that rounds up some of the best looks but they are mainly dresses that just say either maga or trump on them there are some people Ew, dressed up uh, as trump which is disturbing and then just like a lot of hats um, oh, I don't God. know if you remember a while back that woman Joy Via, who I'm like not convinced is a singer, but is for some reason invited to the Grammys. Yeah, uh, she wore that. She wore that "Make America Great Again" dress, yes. and someone wore a recreation of that. Yes, because um, that needed to well, be recreated. I think I saw that the designer who made that dress made a bunch of these dresses. Yes, and it's like this like little gay Asian man. Yeah. Um, it's, I guess this is like, you His know, if thing. you find your niche, like yeah. <laughs> you just you, like you make one Trump themed dress and it pops off, I guess, you know, you're going to want to make 
more. Yeah. Um, a group of women called the Deplorable Choir performed. Okay. Um, Are they just bad at singing? <laughs> like, yeah, they're just a choir that's really like, terrible to listen to. Uh, because like, I, I think the deplorable thing is gonna is starting to like like get out of like group consciousness. Yeah. Like I'm like less and less remembering that Hillary Clinton said it. And so every time someone brings up like I'm deplorable, I'm like, why are you telling yourself that you're like a bad person? Like, I I feel like it's like, yeah, I think it's an insult that, or like, it's just like a weird tack on that people now use. Like there's so many, if you look at, Twitter, which I encourage you not to ever do. Uh, <laughs> there is still so many people who are like deplorable Megan. Yeah. And I'm just like, this it's was gross. so long ago. It was so long but it kind of goes back to this thing where like all those people are still obsessed with Hillary Clinton. Yes. So many of the midterm campaign ads from Republicans like still are about Hillary Clinton. Trump still talks about Hillary Clinton. Like they hate her so much it is so bizarre and it's it's so weird because i feel like i've never seen that with like like when john Kerry lost no one if i asked anyone who john Kerry was in this office right now they would like take a second (laughs) like if like but like when he lost it's not like people ran against john Kerry. like it's not like barack obama was like remember or like John McCain or whatever it was like yeah. remember John Kerry from before. Yeah. Did you see that? Oh, this is off topic, but did you see that Obama just announced that he was going to be um, campaigning for a bunch of congressmen. Uh, I'm so glad that he's yeah. doing that. It's really you. good. I was like wondering. I know that it's like a precarious position for him to yeah. be in as a former president. Like there yeah. are like all of these norms that are expected, but it's like, look at who's the current president. Yeah. Well, he can campaign for these people, I guess, but like he can't, he's not like, he's like never said the T word. No, no, he definitely does not ever talk about him. And I think like, well, we talked about how they're getting that Netflix. They just have that like yeah. standing Netflix deal. And I think like all of the things he does just by him being like a nice and gracious person, it's all just like a subtweet of him. Yeah. Like his very existence is like a subtweet of Trump. Yeah. <sighs> I miss him. <laughs> so much. But at the show, it was also held at the Trump International Hotel. Yes. And that's interesting. I know. I I constantly am wondering, like, who the fuck goes there? But then I remember, oh, it's foreign dignitaries who, like, actually want to curry favor with the president. Yeah. Because he's deeply corrupt. And you said it was, like, run by this, like, what, like the Virginia, Virginia women? Virginia women for Trump, which, as a Virginian... I'm not in love with. I just think that people keep are forgetting that this dude is like from fucking Queens and like I know. grew up in New York. He's like a New Yorker who like I know. shits on the South and the Midwest. He, and he just like plays to them. There like the, are pictures of him at a Halloween party where he like dressed as like a normal person and that was his Halloween costume. <laughs> and it was just like him in a flannel shirt and he was like, wouldn't it be funny if I was like poor and lived yeah. in the Midwest. And now like that's, he's like, wouldn't it be hilarious if that was my life? Um, and now like those are the people who think he's their champion. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah. it's, it's like, I don't want to call like half the country stupid. I know. It's like, it's less like than half the country, but it, it duped, mm-hmm. duped, duped. They've been duped. They believe in propaganda. Yeah. That's yeah. like when you, that's like when we look back at those like old Disney cartoons and we can't believe that, he like depicted uh, Japanese people that way. Yes. 
we're gonna look back on this and be like, yeah, how did these people fucking believe you this shit? You know, Fantasia. You know Fantasia, the, yeah. the, the like Disney movie. They have like a scene that's fully removed. Like I've never seen this scene, even though I had Fantasia like on VHS as a kid and loved it. There's like there's like this part where all these like centaur women are getting ready and they're like doing their beautiful hair. And in the original Fantasia, which I think came out in like the 30s, there's a little like black girl horse who like. She's, like, dopey and ugly and, like, attends to them throughout. And, like, she's kind of, like, the comic relief. She, like, falls down. I think she has, like, buck teeth. It's, like, so bad. Oh, no. It's so, so bad. And it's cut out. Like, I never saw that version. But if you go on YouTube, you can see, like, the scenes with her that have been removed since. And it's pretty... you like you when you see it, you'll be like, "Wow, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this is really, bad. truly, truly bad." Um, and that was my favorite part of Fantasia because all the horses are so beautiful and they have such beautiful um, hair. So it's like, did they keep the horse part? And yeah, they the, keep the horse the scene. Out? They just cut that little girl out. So if you're like listening and you've seen Fantasia, you've probably seen that scene where all the like horse ladies are like getting ready. That one is such an acid trip. That movie is insane. Like, I, like, don't, like, I can't, like, is there a plot? No. It's just... Like, like he's, like, a wizard. Like, he, like, goes There's to, the wizard yeah. scene. It's, like, it's disparate, different cartoons set to, like, classical music. Yeah. So it's, like, not really tied together. It's just, like, beautiful. Yeah, like, but the appealing. famous Mickey Mouse w- as a, like, wizard, wizard well, he takes is the wizard's, like, staff or yes. wand or something. The wiz- I think it's called, like, the wizard's apprentice. Yeah. And he, like, he causes... Havoc. But my favorite scene was this thing with the horses, which is because they're like so beautiful. There's also like a beautiful fish. I just liked anything where like the girl came out and was like very pretty. Like yeah. that was just. And then the ostrich who dances ballet is also. In yeah. The... We've gotten off topic. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I, I, we forgot to put the timer on. Um, and there's no timer on the thing that's recording the podcast. So hopefully we don't talk for like two, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> too long. How, how, I mean, I'll I get my phone and okay. It's this time right now. Okay. I could really go off on Fantasia for <laughs> a lot like longer, but okay. This is even more off topic, mm-hmm. but like whatever we're, we're doing it. There's this unreleased, um, that you can find on YouTube, Salvador Dali, um, Disney collaboration that never like got like, like mass release and it's on YouTube and it is so fucking cool and amazing. That's awesome. Check it out. Crazy that they were like, you know what? We're going to shelve the dolly thing. Let's get the racist horse out here as quickly as possible. Yeah. We need the people to see this. I think it was like too over the top, but it is so cool to look at now. Like, like, it, like I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. That's, I mean, the history of Disney is like so fascinating yeah, it because is. it like is so, pro- so problematic, but also like so ingrained in the culture and yeah. like, you know, well, I love Disney stuff, but mm-hmm. also it's like there's shit. There's some dark shit in there, too. You know, they had, like, strong women from, like, early on in depictions. They did, but then it's also, like, they wouldn't hire any women. Yeah, that's true. Like, Walt Disney was like, I will not hire female animators. They could only, like, work in the coloring department, so they could color in. Like, basically any Disney movie that you see, it was, like, all colored in intricately by women, but he would not allow them to work in the actual animation department. And he was anti-Semitic. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) He was pretty racist. Um, But he did build a couple great theme parks that I do enjoy going to. Yeah. 
And he bought the Marvel Universe. <laughs> and he bought the Marvel Universe and Star Wars, and right? Star Wars. That was his decision. Walt Disney's. Hmm. And he's frozen, right? <laughs> Isn't he frozen? I don't know if that's true or not. I've always heard that he's, like, frozen. I can't tell if that's an urban legend or not. I don't know, but it's like, maybe we leave him frozen. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I, we don't need to bring him back. Mm-mm. And he's like, why'd we cut the horse? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his first question. He's like, what happened to the horse? That was my favorite character. Uh, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. What has been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, it's um, actually something that our friends across the pond are doing. <laughs> love our friends across the um, pond. UK, like, we still love you despite all these, like, fucking tariffs. But anyways... Um, so there was this crowdfunding campaign, um, which like exceeded its campaign and got more money than it needed to fly a giant baby Trump balloon over, um, London during Trump's UK visit, which is on Friday the 13th of July this year. And it's this huge, like, like, um... Like like Macy's Day Parade kind of esque yes. balloon, and it's Donald Trump with like tiny hands, like basically like a ball, and he has a diaper on. You and know what? It's, it's just you, hilarious. Did you ever see the show? It was like a, I think it was on PBS, but I don't even remember. It was called Hysteria, and they would mm-hmm. go back in time. It was a cartoon. It was like honestly a very weird cartoon, but they would like go back in time, and there was a baby in it that was like a giant egg. Yeah. And it kind of looks like, like a that. Humpty Dumpty ass. Yeah, it looks like that baby that yeah. was like really like very round. And um, so they're like saying it's a protest, and then the mayor of London is like, it's not a protest because it's not a gathering of people, and it's, it's supposed to be like signs and shit. But they're like, there's like they're still fighting. They're fighting it in court. Basically. That is a hilarious <laughs> court battle. Like, and they're like, this actually does not. It's like. Basically, it's pretty legal. They just don't want to do it because they don't want him to be like embarrassed. But remember, the, like he's canceled state visits there because yeah. the planned protests were just so huge. Because they, yeah, everyone hates him. He's also visiting on Friday the thirteenth, which is yeah, <laughs> pretty on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about this kind of stuff is like. It's, like, childish on the one hand, but also, like, I actually do think it upsets him. Oh, totally. Like, we've talked about this, but, like, I think it really upsets him that people think that he's, like, fat and ugly and has tiny hands. And, like, that everyone talk like, says such mean things about him. I think it really hurts his feelings. I know. And I I think he deserves to have his feelings hurt. Like, he's, like, one of those... He's, like, one of the few people where I don't feel bad... Like, because I'm not bullying him. Like, I have no, no. like, power to bully him. Yeah, so I can. So I don't, like, if, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, bullying, I think, requires a person who's in, like, a position of power or, like, an equal status yeah. to someone, like, leveraging their power to hurt them. Like, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. It's, like, not possible to bully him. No. You can't. So, like, I really don't give a fuck. I think it's hilarious. This kind of brings us very nicely into our first topic of today. Yeah. Which is Sarah Huckabee Sanders getting kicked out of the Red Hen (laughs) in Lexington, Virginia. Um, yeah, so I'm sh- I mean, if you guys haven't heard, the manager of the Red Hen went and talked to her people, her staffers, yeah. and was like, hey, do you guys want me to kick this girl out? Because she's like, 
she lies to the country and yeah. she doesn't represent what we believe in. And like she just spent the past week defending border separation by using quotes from the Bible. Yes, and they and so her staff took a vote and they said yes, let's kick her out of the restaurant. And so she they asked her to leave. Subsequently, Sarah Sanders tweeted about it. Yes, and also one of the things that the owner said is like she pulled her aside. She was like, look, we're not going to serve you. Uh, Sarah Sanders was like, okay, I'm going to leave. They offered to pay for their meal. The restaurant was like, no, everything up until now is free. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah Sanders uses her work Twitter account, like her professional Twitter account, to basically rain hell on this restaurant. So she tweeted, last night I was... Last night, I was told by the owner of Red Hen in Lexington, VA, to leave because I work for POTUS, and I politely left. Her actions say far more about her than about me. I always do my best to treat people, including those I disagree with, respectfully, and will continue to do so. Wrong. Mm, Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. Also, um, her actions say far more about her than about me is what exactly what she said about Michelle Wolf. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, I also read a report today, retweeted by Michelle Wolf, that Trump apparently considers Sarah Sanders to be weak because she didn't walk out of the correspondence dinner. And then Michelle Wolf quote tweeted it and was like, even weaker is sending her in your place because he doesn't even show up. Yeah. That was pretty. That was a pretty good subtweet. I know. I, I know. That. I was like, okay, <clears throat> Michelle. I mean, I'm a Michelle Wolf stan in general, but like that yeah. was. I, I thought that was interesting because it's like, you know, she came for Sarah Sanders in this huge way, but then it's like she sees this and she retweets it. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, now the entire world is up in arms about whether or not it's okay to like kick Trump administration people out of places. Kirsten Nielsen was booed out of a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Apparently something also happened with Stephen Miller where I think that they yelled at him, but I don't think he ultimately left the restaurant because <laughs> Stephen Miller... No. I was like, oh, Stephen Miller is... He's Stephen- like jerking off under the table at the oh, yeah. people yelling at him. Yes. If people are like... Like, let's say you're at a Mexican restaurant and you see Stephen Miller and then you start doing what they've been doing to other people, which is like playing the cries of those children. Stephen Miller is immediately so hard. Like he was, I'm sure. This brings me to another question. Who is sleeping with Stephen Miller? Who in their right mind would have sex with that man? I think probably like one of those dolls you know those like really <laughs> realistic like a photo, photo realistic like sex dolls i don't think he could even pay for sex like steven miller i'm not convinced that he's been kissed that's what no. i'll say like, yeah and i think that maybe he would be a nicer person if he had maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe that's what it is but like he's just like not only is he like unattractive and gross yeah but like his like tendencies and his ideologies like negates any idea of like someone being attracted to his personality yeah i mean i can't understand but horrible people find horrible people horrible people yeah maybe him and kellyanne or something oh wait no she's married to someone who like trolls trump on the regular yes which is great yeah which is crazy um which no one talks about enough i know yeah that that i think his name is george conway like literally negates things that she says all the time on twitter and i'm kind of like confused about their relationship. But um, so, yeah. Okay. And then, so she tweets that. And then Maxine Waters goes out and makes a speech basically saying, like, 
Um, don't let them eat anywhere. Um, yeah, it was this. The essence of it was like. We're at this moment where, like, civility is not going to help us. If you see members of this cabinet, you should shame them out of, you know, wherever they are. You should let them know that, like, you are not publicly acceptable anymore. And Maxine Waters, I love her, but she's obviously, like, she's, like, a fiery person. She's very vitriol. She's very, yeah, she's going to say... And she's always been like this. This has been my dad, because I I grew up in California... And so my dad has always referred to her as Mad Max. Oh. Because she's just always, this is her thing. She's going to say the most extreme progressive thing, which I personally love. Yeah. But it's her, like, like there are people on the right who do the same shit. Yeah. Namely the president. <laughs> <laughs> to name one. <laughs> to name one person, the president of the United States. So that's like her role in general. Like she's yeah. the person who's going to be like, I don't like she's going to say the most extreme position Then Nancy Pelosi came out and was like, actually, I don't agree with that, which I'm like, Nancy, why? I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I, I really like respect and admire Nancy Pelosi. Yes. She's an, she actually is an amazing politician. And when she yeah. was speaker of the house, she got through like a climate bill. She did a lot of yeah, things. I just like in today's like world politics that we're living in, I kind of like, I'm kind of like, I don't want her to be Speaker of the House if we take back the Congress. If we take back yeah, the House. it's interesting because she is like adept at the... like. She's so smart, but she's so politicized at this point where she like people are using her in their campaigns to run against her and she's yes. so polarizing. And, and I Trump think, uses her all the time. Yeah. And it's because she is so good as exactly. Speaker. She's like she's a woman. She's a woman. I mean, I feel like it's like let's just say that out loud like why does trump hate maxine waters so much while well, she's a black woman he has yeah. attacked black women many many times he hates why did the trump supporters hate hillary clinton so much continuing i mean we know yeah but and sometimes i'm like nancy might be too like i'm full on the progressive train for this yeah. election i am voting for progressive candidates who say medicare for all who say impeach Trump like <laughs> like I that's where I'm at so sometimes I'm like oh Nancy's a little bit like on the moderate end for me but at the same time I always think about how like there are technical things that the speaker of the house has to do like rallying votes and like whipping their party together and doing all of those yeah. things that like Nancy Pelosi has proven herself very adept at doing yeah. but is she adept at doing it in this climate yeah i wonder i don't know i just like don't i just don't think we need any more ammunition for people yeah to run against i think we know democrats who's not good at doing that which is paul ryan no who couldn't even get an immigration bill out this week there was like a conservative immigration bill and there was a yeah. compromise bill and he like literally couldn't get anything yeah. out because he refuses to work with Democrats. Like he could pass stuff if he let Democrats participate, but he's not he's going such a twat. to. He's so like sad. I, and like he's not running. I don't know what he's doing, man. Like he's like the one that was like I think like if you remember the pussy grabbing tape, yeah. he said that like I I think Donald Trump should pull his name from running. And it's like, and now he like sucks his dick despite the fact that he's not running for re-election in November. He's literally the least popular politician in the U.S. Everyone hates him. It's so bizarre. And it's so hard for a hot person to get to what that place. What is he going to do next? 
What is like? What is he lobby? Be a lobbying person. But honestly, probably like, sell cigarettes to he, kids. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like work for the NRA. Like honestly, he's like so like clearly he's just like not good at his job. He's just an attractive white man who just like happened to be raised up in every position that he was because he's an attractive white man yeah who, who happens to be able to bullshit a little bit eloquently remember when he was like suppo- like the rising star yes, like everyone party. I know ev- like when when he was like the VP not everyone was like oh this Paul Ryan he's coming out here he's gonna he's gonna take this party by storm and, and it's he like actually people like 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 paid attention to him when like he had the spotlight like once he finally got the spotlight on him it was like oh shit yeah maybe this person actually isn't yeah yeah or like harry potter but like political whiskey dick basically like yeah. when the moment yeah. when the moment came he could not perform um <laughs> yeah so trump then tweeted about maxine waters comments he said congresswoman maxine waters an extraordinarily low iq person has become has become wait what is this has become this is so i know there's like a lot to read his tweets because they're like way too many commas and like wrong places and anyways let me start over yes congresswoman maxine waters an extraordinarily low iq person has become comma together with nancy pelosa Pelosi, comma, the face of the Democratic Party. The she, Democrat Party. Oh, the Democrat Party. He did not say Democratic. He just... <laughs> yeah. She has just called for harm to supporters, of which there are many, of the Make America Great Again movement. Be careful what you wish for, Max! Exclamation point. Which seems threatening. I know. This was in a series of truly... Like, if you subscribe to this up newsletter, which you literally should, yesterday's newsletter was just me breaking down this just a slew of truly unhinged tweets that Trump sent out yesterday morning, all on different topics. Like they weren't like a lot of times they're all on one thing. One of them, he's attacking Jimmy Fallon Yeah. over a podcast that Jimmy Fallon was on a week ago. I'm yeah. like, what are you? Is, first of all, is Trump listening to podcasts? If so, hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I want him to tweet about us. Uh, if only. So he like tweeted about Jimmy Fallon and he called him weak Weird. Which I kind of agree with. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I'm not like obsessed with Jimmy Fallon really in any way. I, I I'm kind he's of he's a strong person. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who write on his show who I think are amazing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I know people who work on his show. Yeah, as well. like like that's not a shade to the staff. I do just think that I think that Jimmy like. I, I think, think he's like too much of a people pleaser. Yeah. He wants people to like him too much and he doesn't care who. He just wants you to like him. Like my thing is like, cause he's come out a bunch of times and he's like, I just want to do like an apolitical show. That's fun. And it's like, okay, well one, I don't know if necessarily there's a place for that in the constitutional crisis, the society that we're living in today. Yeah. Number two. Okay. Then don't have political candidates on. Like, exactly. don't have Donald Trump on. Don't have Hillary Clinton on. Don't have political candidates exactly. on at all. If you're like, you know what? I'm going to be the apolitical show. I'm going to be the one who... But he tries Which to, like... Which I think is fine. He, like, skirts the edges, though. Yeah, and that's now, the thing. That's because Colbert came, like, onto Late Night Scene, yes. like, after leaving... Like, he was obviously already on it, but then he was, like, on primetime. And just basically, like, rocked jimmy fallon's world yes which is crazy it's the first time the late show has ever topped the tonight show i mean there there you can read like i'm a a colbert stan like i love Stephen. i love stephen colbert too um but you can see like since fallon did that his ratings have not been good which is so funny because trump keeps like in his tweet about jimmy fallon he's like 
Jimmy Fallon called me and said that he got monster ratings, which is like, first of all, Jimmy Fallon would not call Donald Trump and say, you got monster ratings. Fallon responded to it on The Tonight Show yesterday and was like, I've never called you. (laughs) Like, like, bitch, I never called you. I don't have your number. I don't want your number. And then what I did think was very funny was he was like, I don't know if you've seen my ratings, but this did not help. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he was like, I actually, like, I think, like, Google this. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, it did did the opposite. It's actually, like, known that you fucked my show over very badly, so no. And so, yeah, okay. So, he, like, and now there's this like call for civility among these Republicans and Donald Trump. Yes, we must be civil because we kick. We would not let Sarah Sanders eat at a restaurant. And a bunch of Democrats, like a bunch of newspapers, like whatever, a bunch of reporters. It's kind of like the same shit that happened with the correspondence dinner, mm-hmm. where like afterwards, all these like left leaning people go on TV and they're like, oh no. We can't be kicking Sarah Sanders out of her restaurants. Then who are we? And it's, it's like, just like the irony is so fucking hilarious. Like Donald Trump, who's called white supremacists, very fine people, Mexicans, rapists, Haiti, <laughs> shithole countries. He's like, you know what I mean? Like just like pussy grabbing, yes. fucking disabled people. Like, also at his own rallies, calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Yes, but at his own like. Even in a more direct comparison, one, the Supreme Court just said it's okay to not serve food to cakes to gay people. So there's that. Yeah. Second of all, at Donald Trump's own rallies, he has encouraged violence against protesters. He said, you should ki- like kick his ass out of here. Someone should hit him. I'll pay your legal fees yeah. if you attack him. It's just like so laughable. Like, I don't like what 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 the fuck show are you watching? I know. It also makes me laugh because like because he did say that he was like, oh, if you if someone attacks that guy, like I'll pay his legal fees. And it's yeah. like Donald Trump doesn't even pay his own lawyers. No. Like, do not <laughs> count on him to pay yours. Maybe if he Paid, paid his own lawyers, they wouldn't flip on him and work with the special counsel. Hmm. 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 I don't know. That sounds like some tea, Brian. <laughs> yeah. And so I, there's there's this been thing like trending on Twitter too about it is that um, in 2012 a baker refused to serve Joe Biden, and then they brought him out for a rally. Paul Ryan brought him to a VP rally. Yeah, or Kim Davis, who, after the Supreme Court made gay marriage legal, refused to give gay people marriage licenses, and they trotted her ass out, her fucking permed whatever ass yeah. all over yeah. town. She became famous oh my, because of that That was shit. so hilarious when she came out of the jail and like Mike with Mike Huckabee, and she's like praising the sky and she's just like crying it is first of all it's so funny because it was Mike Huckabee who paraded her out also another thing about Mike fucking Huckabee while we're on the subject of that asshole (laughs) is is, number one he needs to stop trying to make jokes of any of, of any kind it's horrible as a comedian it's offensive to me I like get he needs to get a writing staff I don't know what's going on there Second of all, after this thing happened to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, which I get it, it's his daughter. Like, I'll give a pass for him to be like mad when people are mad at his daughter. Like, I'll I will give him that. But he tweeted um, like 
racism and bigotry on the menu at the Red Hen order the hate plate for both, like one of his like so they thought people he, he said they were being racist against his daughter yeah, he, like literally he was like intolerant or maybe intolerance and bigotry and then and then three like two hours later he tweets out this thing that is like um, oh my god I can't remember what he called who he said it was but he was basically it was um it was to the tune of like, oh, look, this is Nancy Pelosi's, um, this is like Nancy Pelosi's campaign meeting or whatever. It was something of that, to that nature. I don't remember which politician he was actually talking about. And he attached a picture of MS-13 gang members, oh, all of yeah. whom have like tattoos on their faces, tattoos on their arms. It's like all obviously like yeah. Latino men, or whatever and it's like it's so crazy to be like wow intolerance and bigotry like at this red hen and then he tweets out the most racist thing also what's wrong with having tattoos on your face nothing <laughs> i mean like i personally would not get a tattoo on my face but it doesn't like it's not but like it's not worse than being a racist piece of shit no, exactly <laughs> like, i'd rather hang out with someone who has like a full face tattoo than someone who um is like really racist and horrible than yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, honestly. Yeah, I mean, she is not good. And I just, I like, I mean, okay, I kind of feel like. I, I think we they should have, like... Someone tweeted that, like, they should have said, your food is coming, and then never provided the food. Yes. Like, or anytime... Like, <laughs> yes, it was like, oh, they should have, like, anytime they asked about the food, just been like, I'm going to get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't <laughs> talked to the kitchen staff yeah. about that. We haven't coordinated yeah. on yeah. that. Which um, is hilarious. Which is hilarious, because that's what Sarah Sanders that's does. What, I, I mean, okay, so, like... I kind of understand, like, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, because Chuck Schumer recently, like, made a statement on the Senate floor similar to Nancy's tweet saying, like, we need civility, blah, 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 blah. I kind of feel like it goes back to that whole Michelle Obama quote, when they go low, we go high. I know. And, like, I keep... And, like, as much as you want to, like, say fuck you sometimes and stick it to them which we do enough already it i feel like it, we could be like here's your plate of delicious food by the way you're tearing a country apart and i don't agree with your politics enjoy your meal like you yeah I mean? I mean i do think i get I've, I've been conflicted recently about like where i stand on the civility thing because on the one hand we are dealing with very uncivil people. Yeah. And we're dealing with like, like when it comes to border separation and stuff, I Kirsten Nielsen getting booed out of that restaurant. I could not support more if I tried. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, that she's one makes eating it, at a Mexican restaurant. See, that's a different thing. That's not, yeah. that's not us. That's not the, that's not the restaurant refusing her service. Yeah. That's that is protesters. protesters. And also she could have stayed there and had them protesting at her and eaten her meal. Yes. I do think, I think that's an interesting point of like bringing Sarah Huckabee Sanders her meal and being like, and by the way, here is our immigrant and gay work staff who yeah. prepared this meal exactly. for you. Yeah. Please enjoy it. And treat them like human beings next time. Like they're like that is interesting. I understand the restaurant owner in the heat of the moment, not maybe like being able to do like a full, um, like brainstorm. Yeah, <laughs> like I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, I will say 
the other day. This was like in the heat of the border separation thing, which, by the way, keep paying attention to what's happening at the border because yeah. it's still fucked up. We're detaining these families indefinitely. And um, people still can't find their kids. Yeah, people still can't find their kids. They <laughs> haven't been here, put together. Know. And Kirsten Nielsen apparently has been privately telling people that border separation will start again. So she's a real monster. Um, but like in the heat of all of that, before the executive order came out, all of that stuff, I was on the train the other day and I will fully admit, oh, I, love this story. <laughs> I will fully admit that I had been booted off of my L train because the MTA is garbage. And then I had walked to another train that was also delayed. So I was upset about border separation and also just personally irritated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I get on the train and there's this dude. He's probably like 20. He's got like a scraggly ass beard. He's wearing a mustache. Yes. He's wearing a MAGA shirt with his shitty mom. And they have like a bunch of bags. I can tell they're going to JFK because I'm like on the J train. So we're like going to JFK. And I'm staring at him. And it's like on this day where like the outcry, it was literally the day where I feel like the outcry had reached like a fever pitch. It was probably mm-hmm. the day, the same day that Kirsten Nielsen got booed out of that restaurant. Yeah. Like things were really insa- intense. I think it was the day that we recorded our podcast. We could go and yes. we were both just like defeated. Yes. Like, it was, like I was at like really an emotional low and yeah. I saw them and I'm staring at him and I'm like, I think first of all, I'm just like, how the fuck are you going to wear this in New York? I'm looking around my train. It's like, like there's a dude in the corner. He's like speaking in Arabic on the phone. There are like a bunch of people who are obviously Latino. Like I'm the daughter of an unaccompanied minor on this train. I'm just like looking around and I'm like, how the fuck are you going to wear this in New York city? And so I, uh, went up to him (laughs) and I tapped him on the shoulder. Well, first of all, I will say that, I made a plan that was like, I'm going to do this as I'm leaving the train because I am scared and I, you know, these people are crazy. I don't know. And also like, I'm a nervous person. Uh, Like I'm not like this cool badass. I'm like a very nervous person. So I made this plan that I'm like, when I get off the train, I'm going to say something to him. And then of course, because as we've discussed, the MTA is garbage. They announce the next, we get to a stop and they're like, the next stop on this train is JFK airport. And I'm like, Oh my God, fuck, I have to get off this train. (laughs) So I'm like getting off the train and I just tap him on the shoulder and his mom sees me tap him and we make eye contact. And I just said, um, your president is kidnapping little children. And then I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Ran off the train immediately. I told Elise that she should have told the mom, I'm kidnapping your child. (laughs) Yeah, I say, you'll never see this fucker again. And just just snatch him. You really wanted to stick it to the Trump administration. Yeah, I just look at her and I say, atone for your crimes. And I just like pull him off the train. A fully grown, like 20 year old man. (laughs) Honestly, I should have done that. I should have kidnapped that man. (laughs) (laughs) But in the heat of the moment, I did say something. And I, you know, I go back and forth, like, because I don't think that it is optically great PR necessarily to kick Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of that restaurant. It riled up all these conservative people. Now they're flaming this restaurant Mm -hmm. on Yelp. I mean, I've never heard of the Red Hen before. 
No. And now I have, and maybe I'll stop by. <laughs> another thing that, in VA. <laughs> another thing that really sucks is that there are actually like multiple restaurants called the Red Hen, and particularly there's one in DC that is not affiliated to the one in Lexington, and they've had to like release several tweets that are like, "We are not the Red Hen that kicked out Sarah Sanders." Like, please stop blaming us. <laughs> and like, conservative people have like photoshopped pictures of the DC Red Hen with like a socialist symbol on it and like all this crazy stuff and they have to just keep being like please yeah. we're not the red hand stop it which reminds me of the time that donald trump tweeted at Theresa may but he tagged the, the wrong, wrong Theresa, Theresa may. may and it was just like another lady and whose she name was like please leave me alone <laughs> she was like, please stop <laughs> why did this happen to me <laughs> so horrible um but yeah i do go back and forth i'm not sure I think like it's I think it's like a mixed bag. Like I agree with Kirsten Nielsen being booed out of the Mexican restaurant. I don't hate that Sarah Huckabee Sanders was kicked out of the no, red hen, but I'm not sure if it was helpful. Yeah, exactly. I think like maybe if there were people like around her like protesting her and being like yeah. fuck you, not like actually that, but yeah. like Similar to the Kirsten yes. uh, Nielsen si- yes, situation. Yes, where it was like an organized protest yes. that came. And then she's like, okay, now I, I feel like I have to leave. Then... And that's not, like, that's not shade to the owner of the Red Hand no. because this is, like, uncharted territory. And this is also, like, Foresight is 2020. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, we're going to be... correct f- saying? Hindsight is 2020, okay. but I'm not going to... I think someone, we all knew. We all got your listening meeting. would be like... Um, excuse me and tweeted yes. at me about it. So. Also, foresight is twenty twenty does mean that you're a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the future. <laughs> I was like, I said that. I was like, hmm. but my thing. This this will just be a non political sidebar. My thing is like, if you know what someone meant, just yeah, let it go. Yeah, exactly. like if you if someone like says something wrong. <laughs> And you know that they meant the yeah. other thing. Like, please don't at me about it. Yeah, like don't at me. And yeah. if you do, be nice about just it. Just know that you're. Yeah. Just, just know what you're doing. And you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else were we gonna talk we're about? We're gonna talk today? about Harley Davidson. Yes, indeed. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember, but feels like 25 years ago now the president went to the g7 well the president imposed a bunch of tariffs on the eu the eu and canada and then he went to the g7 and started a fight with canada um it feel it truly feels like that was 25 years ago and it was two weeks ago um the eu has now retaliated with tariffs of their own um, meaning that, and they they retaliated on like American businesses, and like it's, even like like the most stereotypical yes American business, so like blue jeans. <laughs> blue jeans are one of them. Um, Harley Davidson yeah. is another, and Jack Daniels mm-hmm. is another one. I mean, um, like whiskey in general. <laughs> yeah, like I like just bourbon. love that. I just love that. Like, what are the other things that they're gonna uh, uh, pick? I, like I, cheeseburgers, cheeseburger. Yeah, like I was talking to someone recently, and I was like, "What are like, what would you consider American cuisine?" And they all they had for us was cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger. 
I think mozzarella in the stick form is American. Yeah. <laughs> mozzarella, I mean, like, Italian, but mozzarella cereal, as a stick. The amount of cereal we consume apparently is like crazy. Like a like, lot more. We have like so many brands of cereal compared to everyone else. I think a lot of like diner food. Yeah. And I fuck with all that food. Yeah. That's, is the Greek omelet like actually Greek? Do we know? I know a lot of, I feel like a lot of our stuff are like not... Yeah. Do you remember uh, Walk Down Memory Lane when we were going to rename French fries Freedom Fries yeah. because France didn't want to go to Iraq with us? <laughs> okay, I, who knew the French were right? <laughs> yeah, like, first of all, oh, okay. The, yeah, the French were like, foresight, I don't know. <laughs> foresight 2020. <laughs> <laughs> True, in that they, case. In that case, the French had the foresight. Um, It's just so funny, like, because that behavior is like just such a tiny kernel of what we're seeing now like the freedom fries thing that movement is donald trump like that like it you can see the like roots taking in of like wow this is the stupidest thing we can think of like the statistics are of like someone who supports donald trump who doesn't and the amount of mcdonald's they eat there must be some sort of correlation there yes (laughs) i mean Yes. Because I, for one, like, never eat McDonald's. And when I do, I'm, like, a blackout mess. And then I immediately it's been regret a while. the next day. It's been a while. I do love a 10-piece chicken McNugget with the barbecue sauce. Yeah. Oh, I do the french fries, and then I get um, a double bacon cheeseburger without the bread. Because I'm gluten-free. <laughs> I still remember when I'm blackout that the, I'm not supposed to eat bread. <laughs> um, I know. That's one of the craziest things about Trump's McDonald's order is that, like, it's two fish fillets. Yeah. Which I'm like, I feel like is the bottom of the list of, like, things that you're going to eat at McDonald's. Fast food fish is just, like, sounds like yeah, the grossest like, thing ever. Yeah. Like, it's just a no. And I know that the chicken McNugget... Is really just like a human finger ground up. <laughs> uh, well then, but the fish seems worse. You know what? Then I love human fingers. Like, I can't help it. And barbecue sauce? Why are they called lady fingers? Because they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're, we're, we've gotten off track again. Um, we're, we're full of tangents today. I know, I know. But I just feel like we haven't been able to have like a fun, funny episode yeah. in so long because things were so... And things are... To be clear... Situation on the border is still horrifying, yeah. but like we needed a oh, loosey goosey app. Yeah, and also like this is this is probably more for us. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, thank you for sticking uh, with yeah. us. I'm like my like mental state is not has not been great this past few weeks when it comes to our current political situation. Yeah. So it's nice to not be like depressing yeah i mean if any if there's any testament to like where i was at emotionally i actually confronted someone face to face on the train (laughs) when that is like not i mean i've had people like actually wrong me personally and i just like like dm them i mean (laughs) rachel fucking maddow cried on air i know that's how bad it was i know and rachel maddow is tough and she never she never does like she couldn't even speak yeah, it That's, was that was that was the, that was the space that we were in last week. So this yes. week is like a little. This we're having a funner pod. Yes, I know, I know, and, and it's hopefully for you too. I, I, I'm hoping that you're enjoying the lightheartedness. Yeah, of this I, like last week was insanely difficult. And again, I can't say it enough. Like we do need to continue paying attention to the situation yeah. on our southern border. Like that executive order did not 
rectify a lot no. of what's happening. And, but, and Trump at his rally yesterday was still kind of saying like he did the right thing. Yeah, but like, oh God, the rally yesterday. We haven't even gotten into that. But um, there's no need. Th- there's no need. We've already really covered everything. It's basically. We've covered a Trump probably before. You basically know what happened. He attacks CNN. He attacks, like, the Democrats. He yeah. says but they chant build that wall. He attacks, like, you know, it's it's the fake news. He made fun of Jimmy Fallon again. He yeah. also said that his hair is real, which is one of the most bonkers statements he's ever he, made. It's like, it's a natural color. Like, that is crazy. Um, he... Do- Mm, he shit on Mark Sanford. He shit on John McCain. And apparently, so like, this is the this is the because um, there is a primary day. Yes. Um, and so that's what he was camp- he was campaigning in South Carolina for um, the governor uh, McMaster guy who's yeah for he wanted he, he the, wanted yeah yes he's running for governor and it's like a, a, runoff, a runoff primary yeah. and he was campaign he had he has one Republican candidate and actually so if he doesn't the guy he campaigned for doesn't win it's like does the Trump. Yeah, work. and he he did say that in the rally. He was like, if McMaster doesn't win, they're gonna make it seem like a big like loss for me. Personally. Which I'm sure that his like staff and his like and anyone who's campaign who's supposed to campaign for was like, why did you just say that? Yeah, like, it's, I mean, he's like, please shut up. Um, but another thing that he did talk about, which was what we originally started talking about, was Sorry. Harley Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> so because of the tariffs that the EU has placed on imported U.S. goods. Harley Davidson in retaliation. In retaliation, Harley Davidson announced that it stands to lose as much as a hundred million dollars a year because of the new taxes on motorcycles that would ship from the U.S. And so they announced that they're going to move a spump, some number of their factories to Europe so yeah. that they can, you know, not have to deal with these tariffs. This is a big deal because back in the day, Trump used to like promote Harley Davidson is like this is the company that yeah. puts all of their stuff in the US they were like one of his like kind of flagship like things that he would be like look at Harley Davidson yeah. they make all their stuff in the US yeah well and so the thing is is also it's like they were already already planning to move out of the US like start like transit because because people in, the, in America are buying less uh, motorcycles and honestly people, that's the best news I've heard about America yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and people in like Europe and the Middle East and Africa and in Latin America, their sales are growing. Yeah. So it honestly it's just like a good business decision. And um once Trump pulled out of the Trans Pacific Partnership, he they were like, Okay, we need to make a factory in Thailand because we we need to be able to get these Asia <laughs> to get yeah. motorcycles in Asia. Yes. So now Trump has he talked about it at the rally, now he's tweeting like crazy about Harley Davidson. He's really pissed. Uh, it's several tweets long. I can, I'll just read them as best that I can. <laughs> the president says, early this year, Harley Davidson said that they would move much of their plant operations to can- from in Kansas City to Thailand. That was long before the tariffs were announced. Hence, they were just, <laughs> I love that he thinks he knows what hence means. hence they were just using tariffs slash trade war as an excuse shows how unbalanced and unfair trade is but we will fix it so this goes back to what i just said about the tpp yeah um that's why they're moving 
in addition to these now imposed tariffs slash trade war. Uh, dot, 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 dot again. We are getting other countries to reduce and eliminate tariffs and trade barriers that have been unfairly used against our farmers, workers, and companies. We are opening up closed markets and expanding our footprint. They must play fair or they will pay tariffs. Dot, dot, dot. When I had Harley-Davidson officials over to the White House, I chided them about tariffs in other countries, like India being too high. Companies are now coming back to America. Harley must know they won't be able to sell back into the U.S. without paying a big tax. We are finishing our study of tariffs on cars in the EU in that they have long taken advantage of the U.S. in the form of trade barriers and tariffs. In the end, it will all even out, and it won't take very long. Okay. Okay. So... He doesn't understand how ellipses work. No. Also, like... Why does he do four dots? He does four dots, and he also, like, starts... I I get that what he's trying to say is that, like, it's a continuation, but also Twitter has, like, a thing for doing threads now. (laughs) And he's he's using his precious... Like, he's losing his precious limit by keep putting all these dot, dot, dots. Yeah, he puts too many dots. In front of and after everything. Jack Daniels is also expected the price is expected to go up like that's what yeah, happens yeah. in a trade yeah. war like he started a trade war he that's f- why I drink vodka hey hey he started rose. all <laughs> three vodka olives rose. vodka rose that's actually vodka. we are actually having three olives we're right actually now. drinking it right now um yeah. it's just like this is what happens these trade things I mean, they're so delicate. Like, if you try to look into it, it's, like, mind-boggling. And all of these agreements, they weren't... I'm, I'm not saying they're perfect, but they weren't created by idiots. No. So just to, like, completely upend them on Twitter or, like, with just no thought at all, the result is going to be companies are going to have to move out of the U.S. Companies are going to have to shift their business model. Things are going to get more expensive. Like... China is also putting in retaliatory tariffs yeah. right now. And now Trump is saying that he's going to put a limit on like Chinese investment in tech, which mm-hmm. is so crazy because that's like such a growing industry and such a place for people to work. And now we're going to like stunt our ability to be in the tech sector. Like even like forget about like, like I was just like, I still think about like our solar panel ability now that we're like not doing we're not, we're not building our solar power plants or like wind power. Like I know. we're getting behind on everything. I especially like because after we left like the Paris Climate Accord, it's like um, all these other countries are going to be growing in these like very lucrative places where people yeah. can get jobs. Like sometimes I think about like what if, and obviously I'm not in like what I'm proposing is like a giant program. But what if we took all these people who were coal miners in Virginia, who were, you know, who've been displaced by the shift from coal to solar? What if we put something in place to train them to work in solar now? Yeah. Like they want they want jobs. They don't necessarily want that job. Like they don't have to be in a mine. Yeah. <laughs> also, like who the fuck wants to be down in a mine all day? Yeah. No I want a good I mean, a really close friend of mine from high school, her boyfriend works installing solar panels mm-hmm. for people. He works I mean, it's long hours, it's a hard job, but like he makes a really nice living yeah. off of doing that and it's like good blue collar work that we could be promoting. And honestly, it's like any vocational skill, like yes, it requires skill, it requires some training, but like so it would as well if you were learning to do anything else. Exactly. Like, like we need to learn how to and this is just in general, but we need like technology happens so quickly. 
that we need to learn how to transition people out of industries that are dying who over no fault of their own like like coal miners got that job because it was lucrative at the time mm-hmm. and things have changed we need to find a way as a society also, to like people are fucking help. dying from black lung yeah like, i mean working in a part. mine is also just not great and like if we can help have you seen the hunger games have you seen zoolander have you seen Zoolander? (laughs) like come on it's not great no like working in a mine isn't great if we can be transitioning people out of a mine like that are like miles below earth yeah where things are really dangerous miles or is that possible I guess you know, I will fully admit that I feet. do not know I think, a I lot say, about mine. I would mines. say a lot of feet instead feet, of Feet, certainly. Yeah, a lot of foots. Feet, certainly. <laughs> um, okay, should we go to one more thing? Yes, please. As we were beginning to record this podcast, um, the Supreme Court voted in a 5-4 decision to uphold the Trump administration's ban on immigration from majority Muslim countries. That's Iran, Libya, North Korea, Somalia, Syria, Venezuela, and Yemen. They kind of jammed North Korea and Venezuela in there to make it seem less yeah. racist this in is, version 3.0. Yeah, because, I mean, you remember there used to be, um, Iraq used to be in it. Um, who yeah. else? They fiddled with it. This is the yeah. third iteration of the Muslim Basically, ban. Basically, they added these countries so you couldn't call it an overarching Muslim ban. However, remember when Donald Trump said, we have to ban all Muslims from coming into this country. Yeah, and guess what? Their fiddling worked because the Supreme Court decided, obviously this was a really close decision. It was 5-4. Just as we were starting to record, I think the dissenting opinion came out, which is like Sotomayor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Basically, so they released a joint statement and they said, the United States of America is a nation built upon the promise of religious liberty. Our founders honored that core promise by embedding the principle of religious neutrality in the First Amendment. The court's decision today fails to safeguard that fundamental principle. It leaves undisturbed policy first advertised openly and unequivocally as a uh, quotation, total complete shutdown of Muslim country in the United States because the policy now masquerades behind a facade of national security concerns. So basically they're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And this is racist and et cetera, et cetera. And however, the, the irony of banning North Korea is that North Korean diplomats can still travel to the United States. Mm-hmm. That's not part of the ban. Mm-hmm. North Korean citizens are, are, it's already illegal for them to come here. Yeah, on their own end. On their own end. <laughs> like, they, like, North Korean citizens are already not allowed to leave. Like, they're not coming. They're, like, yeah, where are they going to, like, how the fuck are they going to get here? Yeah, it's Be, really hard. Any North Korean that actually does come here comes here via South Korea and becomes South Korea, like, gets a South Korean passport, and that's how they come here. Yeah. So, it's just, like, utter bullshit. And it's, also, Venezuelan citizens can still travel here. It makes, yeah. I think it's only diplomats that are banned. Yes. I, am, I, am I saying that right? Or yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, but like Venezuela and North Korea were like, they, you know, they added that in to try to make it more palatable. And so the thing is, like, Syria, even like, a lot of these people are fleeing, re- fleeing ISIS who were supposed to be like helping and like they're refugees and they're like their their lives are torn apart yes like, this is like one of the worst crises of our life I know it's so interesting because it's like 
it's banning the people who want to leave, which a lot of those people are the ones who don't support what's happening. Like, we're mad at this yeah. government, so we ban the people who want to leave, but it's like they're probably leaving because they don't want anything to do with this. Um, another Supreme Court decision that came out today um, is that the Supreme Court blocked a California law requiring clinics that counsel women against abortion to notify clients of the availability of abortions paid for by the state, finding that it violated the free speech rights of Christian-based facilities. So here's here's what's... And that, again, was a 5-4 ruling uh, and, like, basically the same groupings. If you haven't ever looked into crisis pregnancy centers, this was basically a law that was put in place to try and stop these crisis pregnancy centers. And what these places are is they are literally fake abortion clinics that are set up as tricks. It makes it seem like it's an abortion clinic. They'll oftentimes... Uh, they'll actually set up their like storefront across the street from a real abortion clinic and give it a name. I mean, they're called crisis pregnancy centers. So if you Googled that and you saw that, you would think, oh, this is like a clinic that I can go to. And then a lot of times when women go to these clinics, they get in, they take your phone and then they tell you fake stuff about abortions and they try to like tell you that you can get cancer from having an abortion. They show you fake images of a fetus that's like actually more grown than the one that you're you actually have. They they feed you false information purposefully. So what is the ruling on this? The ruling so basically California passed a law that said that these crisis pregnancy centers have to give you correct information about the availability of abortion and the Supreme Court said like no, they don't have to do that because they're Christian. And that was another 5 to 4 ruling. And that was another 5 to 4. Which like highlights why Mitch McConnell is such a fucking D-bag. For taking Merrick Garland's seat. See, like, I know, like, it's horrible. We have Neil Gorsuch, so it's like... It's and it's just deal. so upsetting because, like, these rulings are so close and there are several people on yeah. the court. I mean, RBG, obviously. How the hell is Clarence Thomas still a Supreme Court justice? I don't know. Like, he doesn't speak. He famously doesn't speak during or ask any questions because he knows what he thinks. And he also sexually harassed Anita Hill. That's what I'm saying. Like, like how like he should he should be run out of that court because of that. But they're appointed for life. And it's just so crazy. And that's why, like, the fact that this Supreme Court seat got stolen is one of the most, like, damaging things that could have possibly happened. Because if we had Merrick Garland on this court, maybe all of these decisions would be different. Mm-hmm. Another crazy thing about crisis pregnancy centers. Um, so, first of all, like, they just... They, they completely lie to you. But a lot of them in the South... So first of all, a lot of times in these... It, like, they outnumber regular abortion clinics by a lot because, like, they're unregulated, but abortion clinics, like, a lot of states crack down on them. And in the South, uh, in particular, a lot of them will try to tell you... Like, they'll tell the women that they're going to support you financially if you carry the baby to term and then as soon as you get to the place where the legal limit on abortion hits like you get to like however many weeks and you can't get one they drop you and they they go crazy i know it's horrible it's like they're really really horrible fucked up places and they basically exist unregulated whereas abortion clinics have like all these regulations on them and this is california's attempt to make them at least let women know something that was true and it's just really fucked up. Yeah, well, maybe more people, because it was a 
yeah. Supreme Court hearing where people will know about what they are. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I worked with a group called Lady Parts Justice. It's like a really cool organization, an abortions right organization that does like funny, informative videos like around abortion rights. And the video that I did for them was about uh, crisis pregnancy centers, which is where I kind of like learned all this information. And it is. It is bleak as fuck, which is, brings me back to my constant refrain, please send Ruth Bader Ginsburg kale, send her an acai bowl. I don't know what we need to do to keep this woman healthy. Vitamin <laughs> like, B shots. Oh, we recently got this like um, drips, drips. Yes. She needs one of those. Drip Medi Spa. Drip Medi Spa. It was so nice. We had our, um, we had our uh, company dinner mm-hmm. and um, I got like really drunk. Yeah. It was one of those things where they just keep refilling your wine glass before it's even done. Yeah. So it was lethal. I stood up and I was like, well, fuck I'm wasted. Yeah. And then the next day they did, um, they gave us the drip and I felt immediately better. So maybe she needs one of those. Get Ruth Bader Ginsburg a drip medi spot. We're sending her kale. We're sending her acai. We're sending her a chia seed. I don't know what yeah. the fuck. We need to keep this woman healthy because if they, if Trump appoints one more person on this court, it's actually, it scares me. That's like one of the things that really scares me. That's why we need to vote midterms. Vote in the midterms. Because if we do need a new Supreme Court justice, we can block it until 2020. Yep. And I think with that, we're going to end this yeah. Very loose and funky episode. Yeah. So if you like the podcast, screenshot it, post it on your Insta story, and tag us, and we'll send you some dope stickers. Yeah. All you have to do is DM us your address. We've had wonderful people who are tweeting at us, which I love, but please don't forget to DM us your address on Instagram because that's where we're like handling all of that. Yeah. So you're more, a screenshot on Twitter also works, but DM us your address on Instagram and yeah. we will send you stickers. Exactly. Or your favorite part of the um, sub newsletter. Yeah. Both work. All right, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Batches.